Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, August 13th, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is host of PS I Love You XOXO, Greg Miller. Blessing, do you want to know the greatest lie ever told in Kind of Funny history? Uh, sure, give it to me. It was that when you are the lead host, you wear a cool polo. And here you are, lead hosting with me, and I don't get a polo. I get it's a this- college shirt. It's a college shirt. Here's the thing about polos. And and, th- and I've amended my rule now to, okay. to college shirts when I'm hosting. Well, here, here. This is the Kind of Funny Games Daily Council coming to order to tell you there's been a rule amendment. There's been a rule amendment. And here's the thing. Polos, the whole, the whole, the whole concept around the polo revolution is that I'm trying to bring polos back. Because polos sure. went out of style a while ago. Well, they got the like, co-opted by the pop collar crew. Like, you don't yeah, want that. and I don't want to associate myself with that. But no. the thing is... I've owned a lot of polo over sure. over the years, right? Like polos were my thing back in high school. I used to rock polos all the time because I was a Kanye West fan. Kanye West always wore the pink polos in the backpack. He had a very preppy style to him. And I always sure. try to emulate that. The thing is, when Kanye I have West a closet, uh, you say Kanye West sucks? Yeah, that's the thing is, right? That's where you're going to change because he was mean to Taylor no. Swift that one time. And you, like every other I rational mean, person, were like, we're not going to support this person anymore because clearly he's an asshole. God. Yes. Yeah, he's the an worst asshole. thing Kanye West has done is... is <laughs> now, did I say it was the worst? No, I said it was <laughs> the tip of the iceberg. That's when we all knew there the was the a Taylor problem. Swift and you all is doubled we all down. And then where do we end up? He's ranting on SNL about MAGA. There you go. Congratulations. Y'all built that. You had the chance to nip it in the bud like I did. Listen, the whole ordeal around me and polos is that, yeah, I've been trying to bring back the polos, but I have a closet full of polo shirts that I've owned from just over the years. But the thing is, a lot of those shirts I haven't worn in a very long time, which sure. means that a lot of the shirts, I got to iron them before I actually ah, put them on. Yes. And do I have a lot of time to iron my clothes before yeah, before yeah. the show? Some days, yes. Some days, no. Today is one of those days where the answer is no. And so I'm I'm still rocking the polo sh- or the, the collared shirt. Sure, the button sure. Up. I'm semi-formal, semi-casual. Uh-huh. Half and half. That's sure. the energy I'm bringing. This looks like the kind of outfit you go out on, like in high school, you go out you know, on a date in with it buttoned up, but then, you know, the date ends early, so you just go hang out with your friends and you just unbutton it. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's where I feel like we're at right now. That's the KFGD energy, because I don't, again, you used to you used to do the shirt and tie, and the, the tie, very formal, and I, sure. I feel like for what this show has become in the in the quarantine age, that would right. just be, I'd be pushing it. I can't button, the big button this all, up all the way. January 2022, variants notwithstanding right we are going back to the studio you assume right and like do i go back to shirts and ties there because i threw that away when covid started i was like well this is going to be a two-week vacation from shirts and ties and here we are <laughs> a year and a half later you know what i mean like, we were so dumb <laughs> like when we get on that new set you know what i mean no spoilers for what the set's gonna look like and how crazy it's gonna be and how amazing it's gonna be i feel like that'll make me go oh you know what i need to wear the shirt and tie again yeah i need to everything's need to gonna change character. yeah i also do like the idea of it being casual friday you know, like I, I feel like we need a break from the okay. button ups every now and sure. then. And so like I'm 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 gonna amend it to me being a little bit more casual for the Friday from oh. Monday to Thursday. You might okay. see me more buttoned up, you might see the polo. But on Friday, you know, I'm going I'm going to open button up. I gotta I, rock I, the rock star shirt. 
I'll only agree with casual Fridays if every other Friday we have a formal Friday. Black tie. Every other. What about once a month there's formal Friday? Like once a month. Kevin, don't don't side. This is the council. This is KFGD council here deciding and you know talking things through. Kevin, you were the same person who was lobbying for a nap room in the new studio. What do you really want every other Friday to be a formal Friday? First of all, I feel very good in three piece suits. You know what I mean? Very good. You look really good in them too. Thank you. And nap rooms are essential, all right? You, ugh, I hate you're gonna use this nap room when you're wearing a three piece suit, though. Like, 100%. I'm gonna use Fridays, that nap room is getting used. And here's the best thing I'm gonna get in there, I'm gonna take off my vest, and I'm gonna hang it up. And yeah, you know what I mean? There it is. Mm. I did the same motion, I did the same exact motion (laughs) for when I go to nap in my we're big vest wearers, we know. Oh, we're all about it, we're all about it. Is it too late for the nap room? Is that a thing we can still make happen? There's a couple conference rooms in there that aren't going to be used. There's a quiet yeah, room and an yeah, editing yeah. bay and all this shit. Like, don't yeah, worry about it. Can we put a bed in one of those? Because like, I, I there have been a lot of conversations. Like, you want like a full blown hammock? And stuff. I want a, yeah. I want some. Right I want a place to lay down. And I once you, went I to Google like and they it. had the nap pod. They had that napping pod thing. I'm can we get Google one? Nap pods. I'm gonna Google nap pods. Has yes, the show Kevin, started? Google nap pods. Yeah, this is the show. This is the show. Yeah, we're in it. We're we're nine minutes in. We're still here because I I have more to say about this this nap room because we've had conversations and arguments about this because I, I believe somebody I believe pitched like a kind of funny daycare now that we're gonna have have a, a, a kid at least one kid yeah. on the way uh, somebody pitched a like a pet room because everybody has has pets. I'm I very much put the daycare. Kid. I think you could easily put the daycare and the pets together. Yeah. Oh Lulu yeah. You can watch my baby and there you go. There and then we're is, back. You know. Kevin, how much would this be if we got this for the studio? I have no idea. I kind of like Facebooks better, if I'm being honest. Facebook Facebooks looks like you're about to launch into space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, that looks seems... way better. You see that? Like, that seems very comfortable. Does that thing slide over? Like, whoosh, I like, believe boom. so. Because but... you know what the problem is going to be. Is it, that nap pod, I'm going to be like, it's time. For, I need a nap. And I'll walk over there. I'll knock on it. I'm like, is this pod almost unused? But... And it's going to go, whoosh, and all this smoke's going to pour out. And Cool Greg's going to come out and be like, yeah, I'm okay. And he's gonna walk away. I'm like, I can't go in here. I can't go in here. Well, no, you get two oh, of them. You stack them, right? Stack the pods. Are we uh, making a capsule hotel? Like a pod, like a bunk pod bed, pod bunk bed. Can you go back to the Google one real quick? Kind of funny. It's the kind of funny live presents the kind of funny studio launch party. And now there's an ultra VIP package where you get to stay in one of the nap pods. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't tell me this isn't way better though. Look at this. No, wait, this how looks is this futuristic. Way better. I like. I like that it goes. It looks like, like you're a sperm. It, it takes re- less yeah, space. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, it's nostalgic. It reclines fully. <laughs> I mean, this is just a dentist chair that they've been like, it's not a dentist chair, right? I'll sleep anywhere. I don't care. And dentist yeah. chairs don't have like the the, the enclosed pod though, Because right? no, like sure, the, the they thing added about a top thing. They made the thing it a about the Facebook one is that the Facebook one is doing too much. Like that is you're literally laying in a tube, whereas the Google one they they do only what's necessary. Like you don't you don't need your legs in there. You can just like you can have your legs plopped out of the actual pod and it still be a, a same experience. And I bet we can get two Google Pods in there in terms of space, uh, where we would only be, be able to fit in like one Facebook pod. Because the Facebook pod lo- just looks bigger from a size perspective. Am I wrong? Am I incorrect? I I don't think you're wrong. The Facebook does look bigger. And then, then this one, the sperm one, makes it look like you're going to not be as claustrophobic because your legs are out. You have that freedom of movement. Yeah. But the problem is, of course, you are forgetting that Nick will fuck with you. 
Nikki's gonna come over and go, blessing. He's for sure gonna touch your toes. He's gonna touch your toes. You need nap nap. That's a really good point. Maybe he'll suck your toes and he'll start like getting close to get away. And he's like, I'm not gonna really do it, but what if I did? Like, this is a weird sketch we're in. Now, Kevin, what are you showing us right now? Because this looks really pleasant. An eleven thousand dollar sleep pod. A tranquility pod. I'm sorry. How 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 much was that a uh, fridge gonna cost us? The freezer with like the ice, the good ice. ice. Yeah. Okay, all right. Because I would say that this is no, way no, more. Wow. No, you just made you it enemy out of Kevin. Yeah. You, oh, the fuck. That's not the right channel. Oh, he, he hung up on you. You're gone, bless. Oh, that's it. See you later. You had your shot. What everybody? Welcome to the one man kind of funny games daily. We always knew it might happen, and it's happening right now. Kevin, what happened? The- yeah, Kevin was in my Kevin, as you crunch the prices, because I do want to know the difference in price between the freezer with the good ice and it's, it's the pod. It's substantial, okay? It's way cheaper to get the the ice machine. The sleep pod? The ice machine is cheaper way than cheap, that. Way cheaper than eleven thousand oh, dollars. Yeah. Ice oh machines is a fancy we fridge, get, right? We can get like four ice machines for that price. But what do the what does the eleven thousand dollars get us? What are the benefits of the sleep pod? What are we it's, not? What are we missing here? It's a bed with a plastic canopy on top of it. There's got to be more than that. There's got there's probably like a massage setting. There's definitely not. I I would probably bet. like a freezer. There's probably a fridge in there. Honestly, we're being honest. I, Kevin, I really, while you look I up, I feel like pod time is the way to go. While you look, while you look up the benefits of this eleven thousand dollar pod, let's talk about today's stories, which include a Marvel's Avengers: War for Wakanda preview roundup, Xbox Woo! Game Pass not coming to Switch anytime soon, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every week at ten a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com/slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of <laughs> funny games daily. Kevin, what are you laughing at? I, uh, I, found, I found the solution. We just each employee on their first day, they just get one of these. Nailed it. <laughs> oh my God. You fall asleep, you fall asleep wherever you want. Wherever you want, it becomes your nap zone. Do you, I forget, do we get they, sponsored by them once, or do we almost get sponsored? Did somebody buy it? I remember this being a thing on the morning I don't show. Think any, I don't think anyone bought this. I think we okay. looked at it once. Okay, fair enough. If you think Nick's going to fuck with you in the pod, Nick is 1,000% going to fuck with you if you have this thing on He'll, the office. That, it, that will be no, solely Nick's, what his Instagram becomes, is <laughs> photos guys, of Nick's people scared, using it. Nick's these. scared of retaliation. This looks like somebody who's halfway into transforming into an alien. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This looks like a character from uh, like Dragon Ball Z that hasn't been colored in yet. <laughs> yeah, this looks like this looks like uh, Piccolo. Force. Yeah, like but like half Piccolo, half Saiyan, but not as powerful as either. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above, get to write in. If silver members or above, get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show. How, if you're an audio listener, I you gotta watch the video version. <laughs> We're sorry, now. it's Friday. You know how a Friday show is. It's casual Friday. Uh, housekeeping for you Monday, kind of funny is hosting the Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda launch party Woo! starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time over on twitch.tv slash crystal dynamics. Greg and Miss Marvel herself, Sandra Saad, will be hosting hosting two hours of gameplay, dev insight, and cast interviews. Yes, Black Panther himself, Chris Judge, will be there, and you should too. That's happening Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash crystal dynamics. Hey, Greg, let's go. Should pe- how hyped should people be for that? 
I mean, well, you should listen to exactly what we just said is going to happen, and you should be that hyped for that. This is very much, you know, like getting to host this is awesome, but then getting to go mm-hmm. to the Avengers Reddit, right? And like people are like, I bet they're going to do X. And I'm like, well, what? Not my mind. We said very clearly what's happening at this thing. You know what I mean? Let's get hyped. I'm, I can't wait to, I've never talked to uh, Chris Judge on camera before. You know what I mean? Like we really? I've talked to him backstage at Dice. I've had a great conversations with him, uh, uh, you know, about Kratos and everything he's done before. But to get it, bring him in here. And then on top of it, I know we're about to talk about the previews. His performance as uh, T'Challa as Black Panther in this is so good. And I can't wait to talk about it. Oh yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. And since that's happening again, that's happening at 10 a.m. Pacific time. That means that kind of funny games daily live will be happening at 9 a.m. on Monday. And so stay tuned for that. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Freshly, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some new five stories today. Baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, we got a Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda preview roundup. Uh, usually for for review roundups or preview roundups, I try to go for like at least three stories. I only got two uh, sources here, but they go into depth. So I'm, I'm going to start Tassi's off. Paul mad at you. Oh, yeah. Paul Tassi is furious. I'm starting <laughs> off with Simon Cardi at IG. And also Greg Miller has uh, impressions because you have played Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda. And so we're going to have you be the sure. third source. I want to hear all about right. it. But starting off, I want to start off with Simon Cardi at IGN. After spending 90 minutes with Marvel's Avengers' first big expansion, War for Wakanda, I'm left feeling hopeful about Black Panther's imminent introduction. He plays extremely well, seems to be part of an, of an engaging cast and story, and there are even hints at some much-needed variety in Avengers' often repetitive core gameplay loop. Whether it will be enough to turn the whole game's ship around is an unanswerable question, but for now at least, it looks set, it looks, it looks set to add a few more hours of enjoyable content to the game. Let's start with how T'Challa feels to play as. If you're familiar with Avengers, then you'll find you'll find he hits somewhere in between Black Widow and Captain America, combining the agile movement of Natasha with the with the heavy combo-based melee attacks of Steve. His ranged options, uh, his range, his ranged option is a great feeling throwable dagger that's not too dissimilar from Batman's Batarangs in the Arkham series. These blades lower an enemy's defense as well as inflicting damage, and so it's always good to get a few of them into an opponent before choosing to move in close. This offers a tactical edge to combat that Avengers button button bashing nature uh, has has really. Hold on, let me read that again. This offers a tactical edge to combat that Avengers button bash- bashing nature has rarely provided with its existing roster. Black Panther is a blast to play with, but just as, just as importantly, he's also a great character to spend time with. This is in no small part to the performance of Christopher Judge, which Greg was just talking about. Yeah. Judge, Judge's interactions with both Okoye and, Sh- and Shiri provide a charming and often funny back and forth as we leap around the jungle. I'm also going to pull from Tom Reagan over at GamesRadar, who writes this. Set five years after Wakanda closes borders to the outside world, we join our hero in this Black Panther DLC, tailing some mercs lurking in a nearby jungle. T'Challa's solution? A royally decreed ass-whopping. I believe that should say ass-whooping. Leaping into action. It does say whopping, though. You're right. (laughs) It does say whopping. I I love a good ass-whopping. Leaping into action, it becomes immediately apparent that War for Wakanda is a more challenging beast. As I sent our acrobatic Wakandan king hurtling into battle, his foes hit back just as hard. Instead of mindless button mash of old, Ulysses' claw, uh, Ulysses' claws, vibranium mining mercs, uh, immediately surround me, dodging my flurry of attacks and responding with AOE moves that dole out some serious punishment. 
Black Panther's up-close and personal playstyle feels a world away from Thor's floaty playstyle. The digital dioramas you're duking, it out, you're duking it out in don't hurt either. Unlike the cramped corridors that littered the base game, the luscious locales of Wakanda's forest feel like pleasingly inviting playgrounds. Leaping across its overgrown ruins and clambering up walls to, to glimpse glistening waterfalls, this open, vibrant space is a sight for sore eyes. T'Challa's athletic prowess makes him a natural fit for platforming too, with his pacey pounce turning sandbox traversal into a pleasingly flowing bounce. Whether we're sending his royal whiskers clambering up walls or swinging from branches, there's more than a touch of Spider-Man to Square Enix. Square Enix's take on the cat-eared king, Greg Miller. You've played a bit of uh, Marvel's Avengers: War for Wakanda expansion. Correct. How do you feel about it? I think both of these previews nail it. Uh, I played the same stuff they did. Uh, I went over to Crystal Dynamics into a solo room. I was cordoned off from every other human being. It was completely, you know, uh, masked up. Everybody had to prove they were vaccinated, and it was just me and one PR person that were socially distanced. And I got to play uh, the same stuff Simon uh, and Reagan did here. And yeah, I can't wait. And obviously, you know, of course, pointing out at the top of the show, this is funny. Uh, we're doing, we're hosting, or I'm hosting, but kind of funny is producing uh, the War for Wakanda launch party on Monday, of course. I hope you come watch it. But of course, for full disclosure, you can take my preview with a grain of salt. I will say that this one time and then maybe say it, I'm sure, when we talk about the final product. But I want to point out that when I, we announced the launch party, somebody in the Twitter mentions was like, oh, man, I'm not looking forward for the rest of time. You saying, oh, man, with a, take my opinion with a grain of salt. I'm like, do I really have to do it this time, though? I feel like after the, we talk about after before the party and after the party, I'll mention it. And then I talked about Avengers for a year and a half now <laughs> and told you how much I love this game. and can't stop playing this game. I don't think you have to worry about that part. Um, to this preview itself, I echo everything they're saying. Uh, I think that Black Panther is a ton of fun to play. Uh, you know, Simon calls out the uh, his blades feeling like batterings. Overall, I think that he really feels like Batman. Like when I was playing mm. it and going through it, I was like, oh man, like the way they even frame him in this, right? Of when he drops in on the Mercs the first time, it is a very Batman. Like they hear something up in the you know trees and they look up and then boom, he takes one of them out and then he comes down and like starts fighting everybody and. That's how he feels. And as a Cap main, uh, you know, I do like the hand-to-hand combat of Cap. It's one of the reasons I like him. I do like his shield. And I know, you know, at a glance, even with the two Hawkeyes, right, so many people have talked about, well, does everybody in Avengers just feel the same? You know, is it just button matching? I don't think it is. There are a lot of, you know, not intricate, but there are, if you really want to go down the skill trees, combos to it. And, like, being Black Panther feels different than being Cap. It feels different than being Widow. Like, I, you know, just his form like you know i think after you know my as i've talked about obviously many times you know i grew up a dc kid so my marvel really is the mcu and so knowing chadwick boseman as black panther has given me that intro to black panther and this black panther is a much broader shoulder like he feels like a tank almost right like he feels mm. like he's got this muscle behind him so when you are brawling with it it has that bat like feel to it in terms of like oh man this is a big broad-shouldered brawler that's going to get in there he is a tank that's going to do this and the way that then functions into gameplay and the combos he's doing is incredible uh, i think it might have been paul tassi's uh forbes preview that was talking about you know him slashing faces and once i figured out the combo to do that it became my favorite move because it literally is he pounces on people pins them to the ground and then you are in control of the combos as you slash their face and so it is this very visceral movement to it. And one of the things that uh, I didn't see in any of the previews, I didn't read the Games Radar one, but I didn't see it in Simon's and I didn't see it in Paul's. You know, Simon's is a very detailed run through of everything. Uh, the ultimate that you have from the start, obviously, if you haven't played Avengers, you are leveling up as you go to eventually get to the end game. But as you 
level up, you get points that you can put into your skill trees. Uh, the first ultimate you start with, right, is, you know, this giant burst that gives you a buff, but also unleashes uh, uh, the big Black Panther bath, right, uh, out there to go out there and fight and fight for you and do stuff. When you level that all the way up, you eventually get two members of, you'll spawn in two members of the Dormanology that come in and fight for you as well. And so it is this really cool thing of getting to see that happen and them run in there and go out and take it out. Like, Black Panther feels different, and that's just the character stuff of it. Like I, you know, I tweeted this morning, uh, echoing everything Simon said, and saying, of course, like I feel like this is going to be another 150 character for me. And I saw a bunch of hardcore Avengers fans uh, pop in, right, and be like, "Oh man, like I've 150 to everybody, yada yada yada." I, I just expect you the same here. I'm like, I get that. For me, with the amount of games I have to play and go through, I, I can't commit that time to it, right? I have three uh, 150s right now. Black Panther will for sure be a fourth because he's that much fun to play, and then the content itself was hitting on the notes i want right where it is like cool this story seems interesting i love the way they're bringing the avengers into it i love where they've set it up you know the cast for this is incredible obviously with deborah wilson being in there dave Fenoy being in there erica luttrell being in there and then of course uh, chris judge himself steve bloom uh is uh claw but that's a different conversation uh the the way those four actors work together and build a wakanda is awesome the way the game introduces all of them, and i don't want to exp- exp- i don't want to spoil it and we are going to be showing these two missions that simon me at reagan and uh, paul got to see uh on the stream monday the way they introduce the Avengers to it and then getting to explore Wakanda as the Avengers and kind of see it through their eyes. Really great stuff. So I'm super stoked for it. So a couple uh, of questions. Uh, thank you. Uh, a couple thank questions. You for letting me rant. <laughs> <laughs> One, how much have you played? Because I saw Simon mention that he's played 90 minutes. Have you also played about an hour and a half? Yeah, Simon and I both, or to my knowledge, I don't know exactly what Simon, I think he had the same preview I did, which was mm. the first two missions, which is what we're streaming on uh, Monday as well. And uh, then a harm room where we got to run through and like see stuff that way. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and for T'Challa, Christopher Judge, you know, way different from uh, Chadwick Boseman. What does he bring to the character? Like, does it feel like a different Black Panther? It does. And mm-hmm. uh, on top of that, like, I, I don't, I when you know when Christopher Judge got introduced as Kratos, it was that thing for me as like, oh, he was in uh, Stargate, right? Like, oh, I know, I've seen him around. I know he's in the sci-fi yeah, he world in or Def whatever. Jam Vendetta. There you go. <laughs> it, I, you know. Even after all the all the God of War I played, and that being my favorite game of all time now, right? Even after meeting the man and talking to him at Dice and you know doing a few little things there with him, getting into this game, and I and I I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but I I'd like to think I have a pretty great ear for voice actors. You'll see a lot of time on reaction streams, and we'd be like, Nolan, Dave, whoever, right? This is one of those things like he's hit Christopher Judge is lost in this performance, which is I think always mm-hmm. the highest praise you can give a vo artist or, or an actor in general i guess because you would let i i could have played this and if i didn't know and they would have said at the end who is it i would be like i don't know like it does not sound like kratos it does not sound like christopher judge normal speaking voice and so it gives this more seasoned black panther right he's been at this longer than uh the mcu black panther has been um it also gives an interesting take where it is the idea of what black panther is in this world right where you know the events of a day where of course the avengers which is the start of the game right the avengers are launching their new uh helicarrier right it gets taken out cap dies avengers are banned or whatever right it's kind of the reverse of what you've seen in the mcu where five years ago black panther was cool he was out there he was wakanda's borders were open everything was cool right but Mm. after the events of a day they locked everything down and so it is this thing of you know when the avengers show back up because spoilers they do obviously uh like it's not a oh great to see you kind of thing it is very much like 
why are you coming here? Why are you, you know, you've crossed our borders. This isn't chill. Like, you know what I mean? Like there is this push and pull to it of it. And then I think, you know, even the way Christopher judge as T'Challa talks to uh cap, the way he talks to Deborah Wilson, the way he talks to everybody else in this game, there's the season. He knows what he's doing in it. And he's also in command of what Wakanda is. And I'm really interested to see them talk more about the backstory to it because the way it's introduced, uh, and again, we'll play all this, but I don't want to spoil it right now if you're trying to stay blank. There, It's way more puzzly. It is way more like a, a slowdown, and they are dropping hints of how you became Black Panther, which is not how uh, Black Panther became Black Panther in MCU. So it is that thing of like, I'm wondering if the, the breadcrumbs they're dropping there are going to actually play back into Claw's story, and then we'll go through that and see what happens. Yeah, I think I, I saw while going through both of these stories, both of them mention, and I, I of course, for these preview roundups, I'll only include little snippets because, of sure. course, if I read the whole thing. We'd be going, going on forever. And so if you're listening, you're more curious about these previews. Definitely recommend going to GameStar and going to IGN, giving them a click and actually reading through both uh, Simon and, and Tom's previews. Both of them acknowledged and talked about Avengers launch and how over the last year it has been this rough thing of, oh, yeah, the content isn't there. Oh, yeah, the gameplay is not all the way there. Oh, yeah, these games have a way to go. But both of them also acknowledge that it seems like Black Panther might be the start of them kind of rectifying that. Do you feel that as well? Do you feel like Black Panther might be, or War for Wakanda might be the place where p- people start warming up to Marvel's Avengers? Or do you feel like they still got a long way to go in terms of the, the things the game still needs? The problem with answering that question always is, I think it, it comes to asking whoever's asking it, what is wrong with Avengers to you? Like, what don't you like about Avengers, right? Because it's that thing of, like, for the people who are like, oh, man, the combat's just button mashing, yada, yada. Well, no, this doesn't change that. This, the, the, I, I would argue it's not. They're, like I was saying, like, there's different combos to do and this, that, and the other, let alone now for, you know, the Omega threat level stuff where it is actually, you need a build, you need a thing, you need to communicate with your team. I know that's, like, few and far between for high-level content. Uh, that doesn't get fixed. If it's a content thing, I think it has a shot at it because I doubt that people came back for Clint and Kate and the Omega Threat level and Monica's villain sector. So the hope here, as you continue to see them do this, and I've seen, you know, when we got to announce that we were doing the launch party thing, there was a couple threads on the subreddit for Play Avengers that were like, oh man, it's so cool to see them treating this like a new game or a relaunch of the game. And through that lens, I think you could see people come back to it. How long they'll stay, I don't know. But I do think there is that idea of, you know, we just saw it with uh, Quadruple XP, right, in the free play weekend, where a lot of people came back and were like, oh, man, there's, there is stuff to do. This is play. I've never played it before. If you come back and suddenly it is this Black Panther, uh, you know, War for Wakanda expansion, which they're saying is, what, six to seven hours of new story content, let alone then if you haven't played Kate, if you haven't played Clint, if you haven't played all that other stuff, let alone that, Black Panther is the launch of the new uh, in, uh, inventory system, right? Where mm. there are loadouts and they have gone through and to put a d- bunch of quality of life stuff in there to make it easier to equip, easier to get to your vault, easier to do a bunch of stuff that I know so many people say is such basic stuff, but it's here now. And so jumping into that, I could see that being the thing of, oh man, there is a lot to do. There is stuff going on here. But I think a lot of it comes down to what we've always talked before is the way these games work, right? Is, all right, cool. What's next? And so I think there is a big thing that you celebrate War for Wakanda, you put out the expansion, you bask in that for this week, but then I think right, you got to get right back to work if you're them and put out, an, you know, we, I did infamously a great episode of The Blessing Show where, right, I laid out, hey, here, here's all the things Avengers needs to fix, right? And then what was it? The next day they were like, hey, 
not everything's fixed, but here's one of the main things, a giant roadmap. That is, it. we're talking about what's happening the rest of the year. And, or at least through the launch of War for Wakanda. And they stuck to those dates. And when, I think, what, the one thing they had to move, which was patrols, they were very clear, like, we're moving patrols, but we're moving this up, and da-da-da. It's all about communication. And I think Avengers and Crystals learned that. I think, again, you look at what they're doing here and how they're launching, and the fact that they reached out to partner with us to, hey, come host this thing. Like, they're trying to make a big deal about this. And I was, you know, talking uh, on streams about it, right? And to you, and behind the scenes, right? Like, the fact that they're using the hashtag uh, play Black Panther, you know, the hashtag's been play Avengers since launch or in reassemble at launch. But the fact that they're saying, hey, play Black Panther, I think lends itself really easily to, you know, next week is, hey, there is a Black Panther video game out. And yeah, it's part of this other game, but you don't have to play any of that stuff. You can jump right into this and you can go right into Black Panther. And the fact that next week's the what if that's around Black Panther and the Ravagers, right? Like there's a lot going on there that I think could bring in people. But then after they're in, you have to say, I would say the week after. Maybe the, and even the week after that, two weeks later, we need a roadmap and you need to be saying, cool, mm-hmm. glad you enjoyed it. Here's what's happening. And of course, here's Spider-Man. Paul Tassi, you know, talks on Forbes again of like, once again, he asked them. And once again, they said, hell or high water, Spider-Man's <laughs> coming in 2021. So there's a lot. I think it's going to get a lot of people back in. But I think it is that if your problem with it was, oh, man, like it's button masher or, 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 oh, man, I don't care about the loot. I don't know mm-hmm. if this fixes it. Like this does yeah. have different loot types they're dropping in there. You know, there is, is a whole bunch of d- different stuff happening with it. I know that like it, this is ridiculous. And again, like, I, don't, I don't even have to say because everybody who watches kind of funny knows this. Marvel's Avengers arguably is like the most fun I've had gaming this year. And a lot of that comes from two weeks ago when it was the 4XP weekend and it was us all reuniting. You're like Simon's part of the Avengers group we play with all the time, right? And so... I, it warms my heart when I'm out and I at the grocery store and I see uh, you're in the group now too, plus, right? You yeah. see that like Goldfarb started a voice chat and there's a text of like, hey, me and Simon are going to jump on and do some stuff. Like the fact that we the, we grinded so hard for uh, the Omega threat level mission and we lost and then we almost lost that second time, but we did it the last second. Like there's so much good stuff happening there if that's your kind of game. I get it if it's not your kind of game. I get it if you don't want to grind. I get all of that, but... For me, it is, you know, that next evolution of Marvel heroes where it's cool. I get to play dress up and go be a superhero with my friends and quest for this better piece of gear. And now I'm looking for an all exotic cap set and I need to be doing more melee damage. And I totally get why so many people are like, that fucking sucks. But I think that 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 is existing there for people like me. And now there is story stuff that's going to be interesting. I'm interested to see where the story goes with Black Panther. Well, hell yeah. Uh, one more thing for Marvel's Avengers. This morning, as we're going live, actually, at Play Avengers on Twitter tweeted out uh, a new costume for Captain America. Kevin, if you're able to pull this up, I have it highlighted under the news story. Uh, they tweeted out the following. He can do this all day. Inspired by the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America's Marvel Studios, the, the Avengers outfit, uh, shows the first, av- the first Avenger about to form an unbreakable family. Get it in the marketplace on August 17th. Yeah. And it is the Cap- Captain America MCU outfit. And he's looking fresh. From, yeah, the first Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. Because we've yeah. already had Endgame Cap, which is what I run with all the time now. But I'm excited for this. Because I am, as I already said, a Cap main. We'll see if Black Panther... And that's the other thing, too, by the way, real quick, too. They've shown a bunch of Black, a bunch of Black Panther uh, costumes, but there were mm. so many more, and they all look so fucking dope. Like, I was looking through the marketplace. I'm like, shit, I'm going to buy all these. Uh, back to this stuff. Uh, as a Cap main, I want them all. And, like, I'm excited they're going to keep going. I really thought it was going to be cool. We did Endgame, and that's where we're going to stop. The fact that they're doing Avengers makes me think that opens the door for, obviously, more Avengers, but also... I want the cap, you know, winter soldier outfit. I want cap. I, I want to get as many cap MCU skins as I can possibly get. 
Yeah, I love this because it, it reminds me of Spider-Man a few years ago when oh. the Spider-Man 2018 kept adding costume over costume over costume. And it was that thing where, you know, they I remember when they got to the classic uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit and that was a big deal. That was like this dope ass thing that people have been asking for. And with Marvel's yeah. Avengers, one, if they can keep doing that, you know, that's going to pull in folks like you and that's going to make pe- folks like me interested because so many folks are in love with the MCU. But it's also that thing of, I remember last year talking about Marvel's Avengers and we're comparing it to other games as service games. And I think, I believe one of the things I said uh, in one of our early reviews of Avengers was that, yeah, I think this game is just too big to fail, right? Like it's Marvel, it's Avengers and they continue to, to test that theory, though. They do continue to test that theory. The, the further along we get with it, the more I'm like, ooh, maybe, maybe it's not too big to fail. But it's that it's that thing where comparing it to something like Anthem or comparing it to any other games or service, Marvel's Avengers has the benefit of being Marvel's Avengers. Like people, yeah. uh, people want to like a game like this. People want this game to be good. I so badly want to be obsessed with a Marvel's Avengers games or service game. And so, like it coming out and the content not being there for me, multiplayer wise. You know, that was a big blow for me, but it's still that thing where if the game gets there, if this Black Panther expansion is dope, for sure I'm going to hop into this Black Panther expansion. If the Spider-Man expansion is dope, for sure I'm going to hop into the Spider-Man expansion. Sure. I know I'm not alone. And if it's if it's the thing where the Black Panther expansion comes out and it is dope, like, I, you know, I'm, I've been talking to folks like Yusef, who similarly isn't into Marvel's Avengers, and both of us are like, dude, we really like Black Panther. We really, we really want to hop into yep. this. Think about how many people love Spider-Man, and if that thing totally. is a banger, like how many people are going to hop back into it for Spider-Man, and if they can, if they can, if, if they can find that momentum and get those people in, but then keep those people because the content eventually does get there, that's going to be big. That's going to be big and for Marvel's Avengers. That's a, another thing about War for Wakanda and what's going to be so fascinating about it is that you know for the first time they're going to launch a new hero, and guess what? We can all be the new hero. And I know that sounds goofy, but remember when they launched Kate and Clint, like, great, there's a new character for you to play. Awesome. I want to play with my friends. Oh, well, only one of you can be the new character, right? They, they did away with that. They introduced the whole Tachyon Rifts and multi, like, they're doing it so you can all play. So it is that thing of, I can be playing through the story of it, and then you, you guys sign on, and I'm like, oh, man, I'd love to come play with you. And we can all three of us be Black Panther, and we can all be leveling up our Black Panther. And then, you know, going into the loadouts, and, like, this is way t- high-level stuff, but you can change it any time, like, right? Of, like, all right, we're having trouble with this mini boss. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spec out to be more healing than I am, you know, damage or whatever. And that way I can actually help you, because there's a few different moves on the chain I was looking at of, like, oh, if you put it here, you know, when you do your area of effect, you get to boost everybody's health and stuff like that. And I think, again, like, that'll, that's going to be the test. I know, you know, I was texting you all for XP weekend back in, uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? Of like, hey, we're playing if you want to play. And hey, and you're like, oh, you always had something else. And it was like, it's not even worth pressing on because I'd rather it be that Black Panther drops, you find a character you really love. And then you're like, all right, what do I do with it? And me and Goldfarb grab you, you grab you by the hand. And you're like, all right, let's go. Let alone the fact that, you know, if I'm leveling uh, Black Panther or if even if I wanted to level somebody else with you, like, I have characters that are lower level to go in and do it. It doesn't have to be my cap coming in and just crushing everybody's skull with this shield over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Greg, that was just story number one. We still got more, four more new story to go. It's Friday, to go. baby. We're Anything can happen. It's casual Friday. We're going to have fun for the rest of this episode. But for now, remember that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Freshly. Dinner time can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. The chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you. Cool Greg knows all about this. He's been getting Freshly. He's been loving it. Doesn't need to cook anything. He just gets it served here. He opens it and he's eating fantastic stuff. He was telling me all about this sausage baked penne and I was like, man, that sounds good. It sounds damn good. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Ordering is easy. You just go to Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better for you meals like steak, peppercorn, the sausage baked penne I was talking about, or the chicken pesto bowl. Right now, Freshly is offering you guys $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash games. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash games for $40 off your first two orders. That's F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com slash games for $40 off your first two orders. Story number two, Xbox has ruled out Game Pass on other consoles in the near future. This is from Tom <laughs> Ivan Video Games Chronicle. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has ruled out the possibility of launching Xbox Game Pass on other console platforms in the near future. In a GamesRadar interview, Spencer was specifically asked whether Microsoft is planning to bring Xbox Game Pass to Nintendo Switch. Quote, we have no plans to bring it to any other kind of closed platforms right now, mainly because those platforms don't want something like Game Pass, he responded. Quote, there's a ton of open platforms out there for us to, gr- to for us to grow in the web, PC and mobile. So all of our focus, frankly, is on those platforms, end quote. However, Spencer wouldn't rule out the possibility of bringing Xbox Game Pass to non Microsoft consoles in the long term. Were other platform holders open to op- were, were other platform holders open to offering the full experience on their hardware? Spencer added, quote, in the end, when we say we want everybody to be able to play Xbox, we really mean if we can bring that full experience to a device that players want. We are totally open to those discussions. And quote, Greg, is it surprising to you that in the near future we're not going to see Game Pass on Nintendo Switch? No, it felt like we lost momentum on that, right? Where I think we originally when switch launched right and it was that whole thing of like oh man like xbox is moving this way with game pass and that's happening here like this would be a really cool thing but as switch has continued to just fucking dominate and be so successful and have you know so many uh games in the npd like why what's the motivation like nintendo's not hurting for content right and i don't think they're worried about since they're not competing they don't really worry about what xbox or playstation is doing so yeah it doesn't surprise me but it is like, oh, man, that would have been cool. But we're in, that's a future that a lot of people just don't need, especially now is, you know, Game Pass is on your phone. It's everywhere else, you know, or cloud gaming is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, for me, it's all in that last statement that Spencer added, right? In the end, we when we say we want everybody to play Xbox, we really mean if we can bring that full experience to a device that sure. players want. And for Nintendo, I don't think they would want the full Xbox experience available on the Switch because it's that thing where that for them would be unnecessary competition. That would be way too disruptive for what the Nintendo Switch is. You know, people people are buying the Nintendo Switch in great amounts because people want to play Nintendo games. People are down to play the indie games that are available. People are down to play the library that's available there. Adding in Xbox Game Pass as a thing, whether it is through xCloud or they find ways to natively play uh, uh, Xbox games on Switch, that'll probably be way more of a big challenge. But in no matter what the form is, it would probably be the thing of there are either caveats to it because switch is just completely different hardware than the xbox one or xbox series x 
or is the thing of well are we providing too much competition on our own platform as nintendo mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. xbox game pass competing with zelda breath of the wild and mario odyssey and mario kart and animal crossing like we have something nice going on here right we have something nice that we're doing here we don't want to mess that up by adding in this big wave of uh games that are going to be available for people who only subscribe to a to a uh, uh a subscription service Sure. And I think there's also the fact of, you know, you can't look past the the fact that Nintendo has been experimenting with their own cloud stuff, right? Where you're seeing games like Control come to Nintendo Switch, but you're just playing it through the cloud. And so the fact that they're even looking into that makes, makes it into a stickier situation of, cool, that option's there if we ever need it. And if a third party really wants it, or if we want to really push for it, so why, yeah, partner with Xbox and use their yeah. thing when we could be getting money that way. That is that is the one thing I'd maybe like to see because I think Game Pass is either a far flung future or just out of the question in terms of it being fully implemented on the Switch. But I do think you could make the argument that you could get Xbox first party or Xbox quote unquote exclusive games on the Switch via xCloud in a way that you don't necessarily have to put it on Game Pass. You can just release it on the Switch in the same way that sure. for uh, I'm trying to think of like a Minecraft or Psychonauts 2 but being, being a better example. Psychonauts 2. It's coming out on PlayStation, right? And that's going to be a, a paid game on PlayStation, whereas on Xbox, you can just get that on, on Game Pass. Yep. Nintendo Switch, very much open to the idea of cloud games. And I'm sure if they got those discussions going, could make sense to put something like a Hellblade 2 or maybe a Halo Infinite campaign or something along those lines on the Switch via xCloud and have that go. But, you know, I think that would have to be in a way that is not super disruptive i think that would have to be outside of game pass because i think game pass is that line for nintendo where they are like okay no we are allowing our competitors in way too much to be able to come in here and offer these games in these way in in this way that is going to take people away from the core nintendo content yeah i think if you saw a, a switch languishing if it wasn't you know so successful there'd be more of a conversation on nintendo of how do you pivot and do that but they don't need to everybody wants to switch Exactly. Greg, let's continue the business talk with story number three. We got MPD for July. This is from Sheriff Saeed at VG247. July may have been quiet for new releases, but it wasn't very quiet for the video game front, for the video game spending front. The MPD has published its report for the U.S. market across retail and some digital channels covering the games businesses for the month of July. Consumer spending on hardware, software, and accessories amounted to $4.6 billion over the course of July billion a 10 percent increase over last year hardware in particular saw the most growth with a whopping 98 percent dollar sales jump compared to july last year up to 323 million dollars npd said this is the highest since july 2008 and the third highest july overall playstation 5 was the best selling console in dollar sales during july and nintendo switch was the highest in unit sales the switch remains the year's best selling in both unit and dollar sales on both software or on the software side, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword came in at number one in dollar sales, making it the first Nintendo published game to lead the month since Super Mario 3D World in February. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War took the second spot in July, and its lead over 2021 remains unshaken. Black Ops Cold War also topped the, the, the individual charts for both PlayStation and Xbox in July. The number three spot went to Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Someone help Coco! (laughs) In July alone, sales were over three times as many as Monster Hunter Stories lifetime sales. Top 10 games across all platforms for July go like this. At number 10, we got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 9, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number 8, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number 7, MLB The Show 21. Number 6, Mario Golf Super Rush. 5, Minecraft. 4, Mario Kart 8. 
Three, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. At number two, we got Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And at number one for the top 10 games of July, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Greg Miller, do you have any yeah. big takeaways from this? Man, people are, I mean, no. Like, it's like, I, I, it's just like, it's the normal thing. When were we so fucking wrong and Jeff Grubb rubbed it in our fucking face about some Mario? Paper Mario, was that it? Uh, whatever. And so it's like, was it Paper Mario versus Ghost of Tsushima? Was it that, that conversation? I don't even know. I think it wasn't even about Ghost. I think it was more like, I was like, is Paper Mario really going to track well? And, and Je- Jeff Grubb was like, you are a fucking moron. Yes, it is. Of course, it's a brand new Mario game, right? It's the same thing with Skyward Sword, where I, I look at this and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, like I guess that makes complete sense. It's a brand new, you know, Nintendo exclusive in brand new in quotes, or whatever. But it's like, oh, okay. So takeaways, yeah. no, not really, right? It's I mean, it's the normal ones. I feel like I mean, like holy shit, look at Miles Morales holding on. You know what I mean? Mario Golf still doing well. DLC coming for that. That's great, right? Like, yeah, it's it's one of those months where I don't think there was like a race to number one. There wasn't like you know who's gonna actually get it. What's gonna happen? It's just you know, Mar- the way Mario Kart Eight. Mario Kart 8 was one for me where I was like, holy shit, Mario Kart 8 is still still selling like this in 2021. Yeah, and like, yeah, that you're not gonna get Mario Kart 9 anytime soon based on that. Um, and yeah, back to the Skyward Sword thing, right? Like when you think about it, that is the biggest release of the month for the, the one of the most popular video game platforms right now. And so it, it it makes sense from from that perspective. But yeah, for <laughs> Skyward Sword, which is critically a bit of a controversial game you know some people would say a few people would say it's a masterpiece some people would say it's fine some people would say it's great george would say it's a masterpiece and he'd be wrong yeah whoever was reviewing it out of the industry (laughs) back in the day would say it's a masterpiece uh i mean also it's worth giving a shout out to monster hunter stories too right a game that oh yeah you know turn-based jrpg or whatever in the monster hunter world granted you're talking about you know a a world that is post post monster hunter world so there's more fans than ever and like even for me jumping in to play it on that twitch stream i was like man actually i really enjoyed this if if it wasn't such a busy time with other things to play right now for review i'd probably put more time into that yeah and also you know there we we casually have the conversations about the quote-unquote nintendo tax on games right like nintendo first party games not getting discounted uh, uh like dynamically after release pretty much at any point right like nintendo games stay at 60 dollars a lot of the time if they do get discounted they're getting discounted to like 50 bucks and <laughs> legend of zelda skyward sword coming out for me it was the thing of oh yeah this looks good but i might wait for a sale actually because i don't know if i want to pay 60 dollars to play skyward sword but it's that thing where seeing this game come out on top in july makes me it's a good reminder of Oh, it might be a while before I'm able to pick that game up on a sale that would really sell it to me, right? Like I'm yeah. for me, ideally I'd pick it up at like a at like thirty dollars. But does that mean I'm waiting two years to hop into this game? Uh, probably, but <laughs> probably <laughs> that's that's gonna go for me. <laughs> probably, Greg. Let's talk about story number four. WWE 2K22 has reportedly been completely rebuilt and is looking fantastic. This is from Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. WWE 2K22 is looking fantastic following a complete rebuild of the series gameplay engine, it has been claimed. Forge writer Brian Mazik claimed during his latest YouTube discussion stream that he had spoken to people familiar with the game's development, who informed him that things were looking promising. Quote, I have actually spoken with people who have good knowledge of the game and understand what's happening from a developmental standpoint. And what I'm told about the gameplay at this point is that it is fantastic. That is actually the word that was used for the latest build. The people who are playing the latest build have said the gameplay is fantastic. Any Anybody who is talking about gameplay at this point is probably somewhat close to 2K, so you've got to take it with a grain of salt. But I have been told that the game is playing fantastic and that the gameplay engine is completely rebuilt, Mazik continued. He later added, quote, 
I also heard that the controls are much cleaner than they have been before. Now, what cleaner means, I don't know. But the last thing <laughs> that, I, that I heard about this is that this feels like a wrestling fan's a wrestling game, end quote. WWE 2K22 will be the first WWE 2K title since the series skipped an annual release due to the disastrous launch of WWE 2K20. And to catch folks up, if you remember, 2K20 came out and was just a mess of glitches. Just glitches left and right. Uh, so many viral YouTube videos uh, or viral like Twitter videos and stuff showcasing just the mess that WWE 2K20 was. And so last year, uh, the WWE 2K game was replaced with WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which was more of an arcade style release. Uh, and it looks like 2K22. WWE 2K is making a comeback this year with 2K 2022. That's hard to say all in a sentence. But I understand. Greg, yeah. What is your confidence level? Do you believe what's being said? Do you have hope that 2K2022 2K is going to bring things back? I mean, I always hope. Uh, I don't believe, of course. You know what I mean? Like, when you, if you were, you know, if this story hadn't happened, you're like, Greg, what's your, what is your most anticipated wrestling game right now? I'd be like, let's go AEW. Let's see what you got. AEW teaming up with Ukes, of course, people who had been working on the WWE games, then left the WWE, working on the WWE games for years, right? For years, they had been on this game. It was They, they were the ones who did uh, SmackDown. You know, uh, when I'm talking about SmackDown, just bring it. When I'm talking about, uh, you know, popping that in and jumping over from uh, my N64 wrestling games, right? It was like, this is who's been working on it. So they've had plenty of hits and they've had plenty of misses. But if you remember when they ejected on this, right? And actually, I think it was like the week or two before they ejected on WWE. They had an uh, interview go up where they were just like, yep, we're making the same game year after year. We know uh, we can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, we're sorry. This is what they keep wanting us to do kind of thing. And then they bailed and they went to AEW and, or partnered with AEW. Kenny Omega's over there. And like, it's, you know, what do I say every time? I'm like, just remake WrestleMania 2000 or No Mercy or, you know, WCW and WO Revenge. Whatever your N64 wrestling game of choices from that series, right, with AKI, remake that. And I know you can't literally remake it, but you can look at that game and go, all right, cool, let's make this. What worked Easy to understand, you know, difficult to master. Like, you know what I mean? Strong gap, grapple, weak grapple, strong strike, weak grab, move your joystick to do your special move or taunt. Perfect. We're ready to go. That game is still the game people talk about and play and do this. And... WWE 2K had just gone down that road, right, of, cool, we're going to be the sim game. And this is obviously also THQ. THQ was making all the wrestling games before uh, 2K picked up the license and picked up basically the entire team, right? And so it's always been, let's make it photorealistic and let's do all this stuff. And as they've gone down there, it's just gotten more and more boring, which sucks to say. But, like, you know, something about the cartoony nature of, you know, what was No Mercy and not the action figure look. I mean, working with what they had – it works so well to let your mind have that space to fill in the gaps and go with it. And so when you yep. go to this thing where it's like, oh, man, Rey Mysterio's 619, his arm clips through the rope in WWE 2K18. So it's like that breaks your immersion. It does all stuff. The more you try to go to that uncanny valley point, the higher the standards and bars are that easily can make you fall down and not be where you need to be, right? And so for 2K22, like... I don't have hope. I'm not, I, I should say I have hope. I don't have expectations. I, I would expect it. If, if I was going to put money down right now, I would say, you know what? It might be a solid wrestling game because whatever, it always feels like when you start something fresh with a wrestling game is like, cool. We have a very limited roster. We have very limited modes, but next year, we're, we know you want GM and we know you want ladder matches and we know you want careers and like, we'll get there, there. This one, our first time around, we're doing it this way. Because you imagine, 2K is still trying to get back on track to being an annual release, 
which has all the problems that we always talk about with Madden, but the same problems that, you know, go to wrestling where it's cool. You have nine months. You have a nine month development cycle, which inevitably means that right now, for, and I shouldn't say that, which inevitably means in the hypothetical, right, that right now, Madden or 2K for this point is working on something for a game three years from now. They're not actually the what the cool new feature they're working on isn't the one that'll be in 2K23. It's the one that'll be in 2K24, 2K25, which is a shitty way to do it. I'd rather see the AEW way. And again, you know, when the trailer dropped for AEW and it's just a teaser, Gary Widow is tearing it apart of like, why does this man look like plastic? And why does he have so many abs? And it's like they're going that again uh, action figure route which i don't super love i would love it to be an hd no mercy just you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's what it looks like we're going with that but i'll take what i can get like i i f- feel the fact that aew both as a promotion and now as a video game developer knows what wwe does wrong makes me think that you're going to get a game from them that is something different it is going in a different direction and that makes me excited more than all right, let's see what, you know, I, what it's visual concepts, right? Coming back to this one, the guys who did the the two really bad ones or the one that was so bad it got canceled. They're like, all right, let's see what happens. Yeah, I want to, coming off of what you said, right? I want to pull from quotes they made earlier this year about what their vision is for this game because, it, you know, you mentioned No Mercy. You mentioned just look at the classic games that worked and figure out what worked about those games and bring them into the new game. Uh, there was a Reddit Q&A that happened uh, uh, from, let's see, I'm trying to find the name. A dude named Gilmore. I don't know his full name, but his name is Gilmore. He was doing yeah. a Reddit Q&A for this WWE game. Uh, and he said, quote, core gameplay Gilmore. is one of the... What was that? Good old Gilmore. Good, knows old, everything. good old Gilmore. <laughs> quote, core gameplay is one of the major investments we're making in the next installment. One of six pillars we are focused on disproportionately in development. Uh, Gilmore wrote in a Reddit Q&A in summer 2000. I don't think that's supposed to say 2000. I think that might be summer 2020. Quote, we are looking at much-loved previous games like No Mercy or SmackDown Here Comes the Pain, along with top franchise installments and more modern wrestling wrestling and fighting games to build an all-new philosophical foundation for the game. And I want to pull that because I remember talking about that on, uh, the sh- on this show within the last year and a half at some point and talking about what the next WWE game should be. And I'm with you that, you know, the... I don't think the super realistic, you know, like Rey Mysterio has to hit a 619 perfectly, shouldn't clip through the ropes. Like, sure. I don't think that fits a WWE wrestling game. I think for what wrestling is, wrestling is about the fun and it is about the chaos. It is about telling a story. It is about these fun, creative moments. It is about the improv of it. And with that being the case for a wrestling video game, I think you should lean more arcadey than sim. Like, I don't think you should, sure. you should treat a wrestling game like a sim sports game because those two things don't fit you know and i and to the to the yearly installment thing right like i think that does bring it back a bit i wish it was like ufc where for the ufc games for ea they don't release those games yearly those games come out once every i want to say two to three years and they just drop them fairly randomly like it, it's at the it's at the beginning or, or midway through the year where they're like hey in a few months you're gonna get a ufc game you know you can look for you can look forward to this roster etc 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 for wrestling I think that could work uh, the same way. And I think that would give you more time to figure out, okay, what is going to make this this wrestling game special? How do we make this game fun? How do we make it so that people are incentivized to go in and create a character and create a moveset that's going to speak to them and that is going to not be held back by it trying to be a NBA 2K game where it does have to live up to certain standards of it being a sim game? How do we how do we put fun at the forefront of this thing? In wrestling games more than most i would say right lend themselves so well to being a platform and you would hope that yeah aew is going to have that kind of idea where it's like cool 
We're not making an annual game. We are making a game that will sequelize eventually, but we'll be adding in characters and and, uh, wrestlers as they go, right? I mean, you think about, we've. I remember at IGN for years talking about when's Madden going to be a platform, right? Where they don't, it's just you're adding new teams, roster updates, yada, yada, yada. Wrestling, of course, doesn't stop, right? There's no off season for wrestling, which is a big problem for people's uh, actual, Mm -hmm. you know, health and stuff like that. But for right now, for the business of it, it just, making this annual drop of it gets you a big push. But if you did a big expansion, that was, you know, for an AEW, whatever new gimmick matches they've done, a new gimmick match and a bunch of new wrestlers, you could go off and do it that way, right? You could drop people that way and have it go. Plus it would kind of protect you, especially if you're going the more no mercy route where it's a simpler character right where it's not a problem it would protect you for wrestlers leaving which is always the problem with wwe right don't even get me started on their roster lately and what the fuck are they doing it's more the fact of how many times as the guy who at ign did the time for the you know countdown to smackdown and we're doing all the different things and like you'd get to people in the roster be like well they were they were released three months ago but uh characters too far in development they have to keep coming yep. to the game like if you were getting to pick and choose a bit easier if you were playing it a bit better and like having it more this like you're adding new characters to the world new action figures to your world that could be cool god i love that right like a wwe game that was a platform and it had a battle pass and it had as you go unlockable costumes and costumes yeah. could harken back to classic characters you can get like a classic uh like stone cold costume and apply it to your created character or apply it to your i guess modern uh like I'm, who's even still in the wwe now nowadays i was gonna say Cena like edge back. but i was like no that's not right but <laughs> i was gonna say cm punk and i was like no that's not right right uh but yeah you like be, being able to unlock stuff that way and ha- have a battle pass system or have some sort of system where you feel you know incentivized to continue playing on and build building over time and that way you don't run into the thing of having to rebuild the game from scratch every year that could be ideal but greg for now i was gonna i was gonna transition into into the actual like if i want to know but i forgot we have one more new story which is story number five we're getting a new pokemon presents stream next week this is michael mcwerder at polygon the pokemon company will stream a new pokemon presents showcase on wednesday august 18th promising updates on a number of projects including pokemon brilliant diamond pokemon shining pearl and pokemon legends arceus pokemon pokemon fans can watch the live stream on the official pokemon youtube channel starting at 6 a.m pacific time on august 18th the pokemon company did not specify how long the stream would be or if other in development projects like pokemon unite Pokemon Sleep, or the new Detective Pikachu game would appear during the presentation. Both Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl are coming to Nintendo Switch on November 19th. The remakes of Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl, which were originally released on Nintendo DS in 2006, will feature modern visuals, a faithfully reproduced original story, and updated game mechanics. I'm looking forward to that. I assume that is very much going to be sticking to the script in terms of it being about Pokemon Diamond and Pearl and then also Pokemon Legends Arceus because between between those two projects, you have a lot to talk about. Maybe we'll get an update on Pokemon Sleep, which is still not out yet. I was thinking about that Isn't recently. It? Where it, I, I don't think it is. Like, at Pokemon Sleep, I've not heard anybody talk That's about it. And I, do, I don't think that came out. And that was announced two years ago. <laughs> it was announced when I still lived in Seattle. Where is Pokemon <laughs> Sleep? I demand it. <laughs> and I imagine, too, we might get pokemon unite like updates since that just came out but you know i wouldn't expect anything too crazy i wouldn't expect anything pokemon snap level um but nevertheless still excited to get more details on diamond and pearl and on pokemon legends rcs which i'm really looking forward to are you are you at all excited for this no but i got no i mean i'm I'm happy other people are this is i'm not a pokemon guy right like i've tried so many times i even played and beat the last one uh, mm-hmm. That was the Switch one when we were coming back Sword in 2019. Shield. Yeah, right. And it's like totally fine, but it always gets that point of like, 
I get it. Like, I'm not in it for the story, right? So, I mean, it's a collect Pokemon, but I didn't grow up with Pokemon. I have no attachment to them or whatever. I enjoy Pokemon Go every so often, you know. Well, Greg, if you're not interested in this Pokemon stream, you might be interested in this question from Kevin Eddy, who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, and says, I've been on holiday and I've, and I've been playing catch up with the kind of funny content as it's not always appropriate for the kids. Anyway, while listening to the episode when Master Chief was becoming Satnav, I was driving to work. Chief instructed me to turn left. I did, cutting off the other lane of traffic. I crashed oh through God. a fence into a field. I turned around. Wow, I should have read this beforehand. I turned around and saw a 10 car carnage in my wake. Wheels rolling oh down the road, God. cars on roofs. Miraculously, not one person had a scratch. The emergency services came and I held up my hand saying I caused it. The police asked why. I said, Master Chief told me to turn left, so I did. The officer said, being a gamer himself, it was understandable you should always trust and follow Master Chief. He said there would, no, there would be no further investigation, but if he wanted to know what games were coming out to Mom and Grab shops today, where would he look? He'd go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Greg, you don't do it. It's not for you. I like to do it though when I'm not doing it. No, it's not for you. Oh, sorry, Kevin. I'll take it back. I'll do it in a rewind. Out today, we got Whiskey Mafia, Frank's story for Xbox One and Switch. Hades is out for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Slash S, and Xbox One. Cartaclysm, Shards of the Four is out today for Xbox One and Switch. Paw Patrol, the movie, Adventure City Calls. Woo, PS4, let's Xbox check out the trophies, Paw Patrol. PC. Let's see what the trophies look like. Fort Triumph is out for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Witch Spring Refine, the story of Urity, is out for Switch. Scrap Garden is out for Switch. Sudoku Classic is out for Switch. Dot Cat Milk is out for Switch. Bury the Bunny is out for Switch. And then Living Together with Fox Demon is out for PC. New dates for you. Bug Snacks is coming to Steam in 2022. Woo! Crisis Remastered. Bug Snacks. Crisis Remastered is coming to retail on Nintendo Switch 28th. No, on the 28th of September 2021. The the Europeans strike again with their date formats. Bastards. Uh, and then Glyph launches on Steam this Monday. We have a deal of the day for you. This is from Wario64. Supergiant Games is having a sale on GOG. Uh, you can get Bastion for $2.99. Transistor Bastion for, for $3. Go buy Bastion. What a game. Go buy that. You got, you're getting Transistor for $3.99 and then Pyre for $5.99. All games that I know a lot of people love, especially those Supergiant fans. So don't yeah. miss out on that. Remember, you can write in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get your questions read on the show. You can skip the ads, but you can also write in with their squad ups just like Dan Golden Spider did. Dan writes in with a squad up on PS5 or PS4 and says, Hi, KFPS. I'm looking for a chill squad to come hang with me on some Avengers. I need to level up most of my guys in prep for Wakanda next week. I have a mic, but I like to play some Avengers while, chat while chilling to a podcast, so no mic is fine too. I'm typically available Central Standard Time, Sunday through Thursday after 4 p.m. and anytime on Fridays and Saturdays. Avengers, assemble. If you want to play with Dan, a.k.a. the Golden Spider, you can add them on PlayStation, PS5, or PS4 with the username Golden Spider 666. <laughs> that is gold. <laughs> that is Golden Spider 666 if you want to play with Dan, a.k.a. the Golden Spider. Avengers, assemble. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in and let us know what we got wrong as you got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. The globe, the globe, the globe, the globe. 
Uh, editorializing, editorializing. Uh, we already know that. We already know that. You know what? This could work. Uh, Timmy Buddy writes in and says, CM Punk has not been in WWE since 2014, and it's most likely debuting for AEW next Friday night. And then Nano writes, Nanobiologist writes in and says, Pokemon Sleep was slated to release in 2020. Fun fact, there's been no news since its announcement on May 28th, 2019. They probably watched the kind of funny reaction stream and saw saw the response to Pokemon Sleep and decided we, uh, we, we can't do this. You know what? Can't do here. this. Don't want to do this. Can't do this. <laughs> Tim Geddes is not feeling it. Uh, today's Friday, which means that next week is a whole new week filled filled with a slate of hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Next week's hosts go like this. On Monday, you're getting me and Tim. On Tuesday, you're getting Janet Garcia and Gary Witta. That should Ooh. be a banger episode. On Wednesday, you're getting me and Andy. Thursday, you're getting Tim and Tim question mark. On Friday, you're getting Oh, no, Greg. no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Thursday, Tim and T- Is it a Tim Tam Thursday? Tam, you were in the chat earlier. Do you want to host Games Daily on Thursday? <laughs> Let, <laughs> me know. Let me know. This us. is how business gets done. At the same point, too, I'm slacking Janet Garcia. I don't remember if I asked her. Hey, hey, can you host oh my Tuesday? Oh, so <laughs> Did we have this con- Did we have this conversation? Oh, God. On Friday, you're getting Greg and the one and only Ryan Panagos. Yeah, uh, Agent M from Marvel. And yes, Tam oh! is in. Tam is in. Tam is confirmed, everybody. Tam is in. You're getting a Tim Tam Thursday next week. Get hype. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, speaking of getting hype for Tam, after this is Mike and Barrett continuing their playthrough of Metal Gear Solid 2, which Tam, Tam usually pops into. So get hype for that. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Remember, this has been kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the Silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time avengers assemble